we're actually more concerned about the clock ticking down and that we drop below the 200 days and we have a one in our number is it's just feels <laughs> devastating to all of us and a, and a one in our number is still got 199 days I and mean, it's just crazy <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, are you excited? I'm back. Yay! I'm excited that you're back here with me. The last couple of episodes I recorded myself because you were sick with COVID, and that was very sad. Yes, it was very sad. COVID plus flu plus my birthday. It's been a month. It's been a month. But Sam, we got a fun topic today. You want to intro our topic? The, the show topic today is something that Brian and I, thankfully or unthankfully, have never yet have not yet had to plan for. Um, I think, I think unthankfully, because this is on my bucket list. This is on my bucket list. Yeah, I know. But we're super excited to welcome to the show our guest who is currently sailing on the Serenade of the Seas, which is a Royal Caribbean ship on its world cruise, a nine month cruise around the world. So welcome to the show, Leslie. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for agreeing to be on the show while you are at sea way off the coast of Peru. Is that right? That's right. We are literally rolling into Peru to leave tomorrow for Machu Picchu. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. That's, that's so cool. Well, how long have you been on the ship now? So let's see. It's about, we left December 10th from Miami. So about 47 days-ish. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Okay. Well, before we dive in and start talking about this amazing world cruise, one of the things we love to ask all of our guests is what is their cruise credentials? Meaning what kinds of cruises have you done? How many cruises and which lines? And have you sailed on Disney Cruise Line? I'm really actually hoping that the answer here is this is Leslie's first introduction to cruising, but I have a feeling that's not <laughs> the case. <laughs> yeah, but not too far off, actually. I mean, I cruised. I've never cruised on Disney, um, but I have cruised on Royal, some celebrity and Carnival. Not a huge ton. I don't know, maybe 10 cruises in my life. Surprisingly, with Royal, they collect and maintain the number of days you sail. And when we booked the cruise, we were surprised to see how many days we had already sailed. Because if you sailed at least 30 days with Royal over the time they record your days, um, you're considered platinum in their crown and anchor status, which afforded us uh, extra things on the cruise that we can talk about if you're interested. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Why don't we why don't we start though with why you booked this cruise and what made you decide that nine months on a cruise ship was a good idea? <laughs> and I mean that in the best of ways, because actually Ryan yeah, I think and it's a great idea. I think <laughs> yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah. But I know there are some people out there who would just like say you're you're nuts, right? And then wouldn't understand. Yes. And a lot of people have said that. Um, and it remains to be seen because we still have, you know, 227 days to go. Um, but um, I am a huge traveler, have been a huge traveler and seen a lot of the world. Um, we had talked about doing a world kind of something. And when this came up, October of 2021, um, I saw it advertised and said, I'm going. I will be on that ship. I had no idea how. 
I had no idea who would go with me. I had no idea how I was going to pay for it. I had no idea how I was going to be gone for nine months. I had no idea. But I set my sight on being on the ship. And it was released, I think, on the 21st of October. And I put a non-refundable deposit down and said, I'll figure it out. And I can't even begin to tell you, we don't have enough time to tell you all the things that had aligned in the craziest way to get me on board in December on the 10th. We left from Miami. Well, I think a big question everybody has is like, how does one do something like this? Well, actually, let me rewind and ask, who's who's in your sailing party? Who did come with you on this cruise? So I have a partner um, who who we have talked about say, uh, doing the world stuff for a long time. Interesting story there. Uh, he was actually my ex-husband and we travel really well together. And so we... <laughs> I put it out there because I had no idea if he would be open to it. And then we spent two years. Obviously, we didn't leave until December 2023 and we booked October 2021. So we spent that time, um, you know, making sure that we were going to be okay to be together for nine months in a 179 square foot cabin. Um, <laughs> and and it and it has literally been flawless. We're having a blast. And so, yeah, he said yes. And we paid for it full in January and we're in whether we liked it or not. (laughs) And we loved it. So it worked out. That's awesome. Well, kudos for having such a great relationship with an ex. I think that's kind of amazing. (laughs) Well, so let's talk about how one is able to arrange to go on something like this. I mean, I assume you have some kind of job to be able to afford a cruise. Are you able to work on board? Are you a rem- remote worker? Like how or are you just on leave from a job? How is that working out? So that's kind of a two-part thing. So he is retired. I s- knew I was going to close my business, but it was incredibly lucrative. And so I had to time it. And so when I booked the cruise... I also had to renew the lease on my office. And so coincidentally, the office said, we'll renew your lease, but you can only renew to through December, 2023. So I was like, all right, that's another moon aligning for me that that's, yeah, that that's going to be it. So I was in the mortgage business. And so in July of 2023, I decided I needed to wrap it up early to make sure that my clients were protected. And I closed my business and I had been prepared to do that. And so it was just perfect timing and it all lined up and the real estate world um, changed so much that it worked for me. And so it was good. And he's already retired. So we were ready to go. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. So are you now like officially retired or are you planning on going back into the workforce when you return from this cruise? No, honestly, returning from this cruise, I'm not even sure how I'm going to be able to return because it has been so life altering that it's going to be very difficult to go back to, you know, like our world. Um, But no, I won't be going back to work. The second part of what I was going to say is there are people working on board because the internet connection is impeccable. We have been in the remotest parts of South America and have never lost our internet connection. And we're super grateful for that. And so there's a much younger crowd than you would, you'd be surprised. And there are a lot of people working, conference calling, multiple people on calls, zero issues. That's amazing. That's, that sounds fantastic for, for those who are, you know, still in the workforce and 
having to work, whether that's, you know, part-time, full-time, that's, that's pretty amazing. Let's talk about some of the, the technical side. How does one pack for a cruise like this? I mean, how many suitcases did you bring uh, of just your stuff, not your partner's stuff? I imagine you have to pack for all seasons. Yeah. So that was a, an incredible journey by itself because you have no idea what you do on a daily basis until you start writing it down. And so I say that because the packing not only is what you're bringing, but you also have to accommodate for your life for nine months while you're away. So in November of 2022, I started making a list of every single thing I could think of I was going to need to your point about the different seasons, um, different events. There's all kinds of theme of nights on board, the formal night, you know, all of that. Um, and also making sure that I knew that I could leave my life and not miss anything. And so I just backed it up by almost 12, like 11 months and just started making a list. And I had 175 things on my list. And one by one by one, we just started marking off all the things that we needed to do and everything we needed to pack. Royal put gave us a lot of guidance. One of the things with packing was that you could bring as much as you wanted. There was no restrictions on what you could bring, but you had to be able to store it in your cabin or you had to surrender your bag. So if you brought on multiple, you know, 5, 10, 15 pieces of luggage, I don't know why you would do that because there's not enough room to put that stuff in your cabin. Even if you emptied your bag, there's not enough room, but you could, and then you just gave them your luggage and they would store it in the hole. Or if you kept it in your cabin, they also put risers on our beds. So the bed was lifted up off the ground so that we could put all of our luggage underneath the bed. So I personally brought two of the largest hardback pieces they um, sell. And then I had a carry-on and a backpack. And so those two hardback um, bags were checked on and we flew first class, Royal included first class flight from where we live in Arizona to Miami. The airline obviously restricts how much those, how big those bags are and how much they weigh. And so first class, you can have 70 pounds and my bags weighed 70.0. (laughs) Well, I hope you didn't buy any souvenirs, Leslie. (laughs) Well, but you know why they weighed so much is a lot of it was a lot of storage stuff. So we can get into that if you want. But in the cabin, we needed to make sure we maximized every inch of space and wall space and storage space. So there's a, I brought a lot of cubbies, a lot of um, hangers, a lot of anchors for the hangers and magnets and things that I won't be returning with. And so I'll have lots of extra space. So like hanging shoe racks and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the storage, I imagine there's, I mean, not that storage is bad on a cruise ship. The storage is probably is fine usually for like a week long cruise, but for a nine month cruise, it's a, it's a little bit different. It is. Yeah. And, you know, you have just a lot of stuff. And so, you know, the shoe organizer on the door has been a lifesaver because part of it too is supplies. We need to have, you know, four tubes of toothpaste that you wouldn't normally need. And, you know, there's obviously stores along the way, but it's not what we're used to. And so we brought a lot of supplies and a lot of cubbies and um, the the, uh, walls, you know, as I mentioned, the cabin's only 179 square feet, right? So you have to be 
very organized and uh, have storage for everything in order to just not drive each other crazy stepping over things. <laughs> and the the walls are all magnetic. So we have a, a tons of stuff hanging from the walls on super magnets and, you know, uh, lots of stuff under the bed. And, you know, so, yes. Yep. So, very uh, but smart. That, that, yeah, those are things that we won't necessarily need to bring home. And so we can have space for souvenirs. Not huge right. souvenir buyers. We're kind of into the experience, not the stuff. But you mm-hmm. know, did did they offer? Have they offered to like ship stuff for you home if you need to? Yes. Like if you bought souvenirs, yes. yeah. Yes, they also offered to ship it to Royal. So there were some people who maybe overpacked, um, but that shipped from home packages to Miami to have them load on the ship for them, and then on three of our stops, they will ship it back home. So, um, you know, people buy, buy things, you can have it shipped home. I will, I'll tell you too, that Royal, um, has a standard policy, obviously with alcohol and bringing alcohol on board. And typically you can only bring one bottle of wine on board and they have released that requirement for us world cruisers, because we're going to be all over the world with wine from all over the world. So they have allowed us to bring as many bottles of wine that we can fit in our cabin. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. But that's also a lot of schlepping because wine is heavy, but (laughs) well, and a lot of it, a lot of it were, were, um, drinking on board. They are, they do have a sommelier on, they're bringing sommeliers from all over the world on board, um, and bringing wine from all over the world, but it's just fun to try different wines and you know when we're at a winery on an excursion getting a bottle and then bringing it back and drinking it on board let's see i'm curious you mentioned the the first class airfare being included i'm i'm wondering so disney cruise line fans are used to kind of most things being included and then you know we disney doesn't do drink packages the way royal does uh you know they've got some upcharges for some adult dining on disney but a lot of stuff is just kind of in the um in the cruise fair itself. At Royal, on the other hand, you, you tend to have to, you know, there's things you buy, uh, you know, drink packages, things like that. What did they include? Did they include anything in the world cruise that was different? Because I'm imagining the drink price for a nine month, drink package price for a nine month cruise might be a little exorbitant, but did they include some of that stuff in the world cruise fair for you? And, okay. and also the, the, and let me just piggyback on that. And also if you could sort of differentiate what additional stuff you got when, because you're a platinum cruiser. Yes. Yes. So if you booked the entire full world cruise for the full nine months, they included first class airfare. If you wanted it, some people obviously already lived in Florida and did not need to fly first class. So if they chose not to have it, they were credited a portion of their total charge back to them. But we flew obviously first class. That was included. We stayed two nights in Miami before the ship left. They had a huge party. So that was included, the hotel and the party. Um, and then on board, there is uh, the gratuities are included. The drink package is included. Um, we have laundry service three times a week, which is super helpful because that can restrict how much we needed to bring and pack. And uh, the internet is included. So those are all part of the cruise um, as long as you're on for the full world. What, what about the um, the onboard dining? Sorry if you mentioned it and I just missed it in there, but what about the some of the onboard dining where there's like a set fee or things like that? I'm, I can imagine folks will want to want to know, are you getting bored with the food yet and how they're doing with sort of the rotating menus? But did they open up any of that onboard dining for, you know, reduced fee or no fee? 
Yes. So two things on that. What's interesting is, is that food has been incredible. They have brought chefs on from different parts of the world. So we're eating food that's very culturally specific to where we are, along with the wines, of course. Um, but the food in the main dining room has been so incredible that the specialty dining restaurants have actually had limited reservations because everybody's happy and hasn't really ventured out. Um, they've, they keep the menu, the way it's designed basically is a 28 day menu. So we're not repeating anything for a full month, which when you think about what you eat at home, you know, you're repeating way more than that. So that's been great. Um, and then they've been throwing specials in that are very culturally specific. So each night there's a special thing. And so that's been great. Um, and then as far as the specialty dining, they re- for the full world cruisers, they reduce the fee of the restaurant by 50%. So, you know, you can try the restaurants and, you know, mix it up, but we just haven't needed to do it. We've done it for a couple of special occasions, but otherwise we're super happy with the food, like super happy. And, and do you have a sense, you know, you mentioned, I, I know you can book this cruise in segments, uh, not doing the full nine months. Do you have a sense of how many people on board are doing the full nine months as opposed to, you know, they're just doing a segment of the cruise? Yes. So we know for sure that there's 665 full world cruisers or there was, um, we did have one of the passengers have to leave because he hurt his back. And then I don't obviously know maybe what has also happened with anyone else, but um, for the most part, 665 full world cruisers. And then there are segment people that are on and off. Okay. How many total on board do you, do you recall? Well, each, each segment is different, right? So there are some people that are getting off and on. Um, but for the most part, we've probably run somewhere between maybe 1300 and 1700 so far. Which is interesting too, because we're all now, we all know each other, we see each other. And I was a little worried about that, to be honest, because I didn't know if, you know, that there were people I might not want to see all the time. <laughs> um, but it's, it's actually worked out good. Everybody's kind of found, they've all found their people and we found our people and, you know, it's just worked and it's been good. And then the, they, as they come on and off, you know, you can see on each of the legs, there's a little bit more, there's a little bit less. Um, but when we hit LA, uh, that's the end of this current leg. Um, then the next two segments are supposed to be considerably more uh, full. You mentioned something about the passenger who had to disembark, which sparked for me a question about, did they require you to get any sort of like health insurance? Like, I'm just so curious about or medical you know, just, clearance, even, yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, d- d- yeah, or just you know, are they providing medical care on board? You know, those sorts of things. Like, yes, if you, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. A cu- yeah. A couple of the passengers have had to have root canals. There's a dentist and a hygienist on board. They brought oh, wow. on specifically. Yeah, they brought on specifically for us. Um, they have a whole medical team. Um, there's a chiropractor who's actually a passenger, a full world cruise passenger who's offered chiropractic services for free to the world cruisers, which is amazing. And no, they didn't require any kind of health checks or requirements. Obviously, everyone's travel insurance and it's all recommended, but everybody's on their own. We had um, we have travel insurance, of course, but it was 
each individual passenger to decide what they wanted to do. Royal gave us huge guidance and provided tons of information, um, but it up to each individual. And how did you pick the stateroom that you got on board? I mean, was that driven primarily by price or you, you mean, how did you land on the stateroom that you decided to book? Well, we were for sure knew we had to have a balcony and that's for a couple of reasons, but mostly because obviously it's a small space. And so just having the balcony and having windows and, and all of that is important, but it has deemed to be way more important because so much of the experience is in sailing or sailing into the port or sailing out of the port and just being able to see. Um, our captain is incredible. So every time he sees anything cool, he announces it. Okay, there's a huge pot of dolphins off of the port side. So then everybody runs to the port side or there's you know, blue whale on starboard side that everybody runs to the starboard side. And so it, that being on your balcony and knowing and being able to see and see the ports and see all of it has been, I will never not have a balcony ever again. Now, speaking of your, your stateroom, are you sick of it or do you not <laughs> spend as long? I mean, you've been there for a month and a half. So are you sick of your stateroom or do you not spend enough time in it, you know, to get sick of it? Obviously, the you know, having a balcony and, you know, being able to see outside matters, of course, but it's still a small space and it's filled with all your stuff and your partner's stuff. Like, is that hard? No, you know, we had no idea. Like, how is this going to go? And my biggest thing was, is we just need to make sure everything has a spot and gets put away so that we're not stumbling over each other and stuff. And it has been absolutely perfect. We love the cabin. We love the location. We love the space. Everything's got a spot. Um, Royal has added about 300 movies to the ship so that we can see different movies, a lot of documentaries on the areas we're in or movies that just happen to have the areas we're in. But then they also did Royal Flicks where we can patch them, for lack of a better word, into our cabin. So we can have a movie night in our cabin and watch any of the movies that are available on ship. So that's cool. The way we kind of equate it is it's kind of like your bedroom at home. I mean, you're not spending your whole day in there. So when we're in here, we like are in here and then our living room and kitchen and family room are all the whole rest of the ship. And so what we are in here for and the way that it has worked and the way it's set up, we are happy as clamped. Oh, awesome. Let's talk a little bit about the rest of the ship. What kinds of amenities are on board? I know that the Serenade is not the newest or the biggest of the Royal ships. It's actually quite small in, in the Royal fleet because Royal obviously has the largest ships of, of all the cruise lines. You know, what would you say as far as like, what are the, the amenities that you and your partner take advantage of? So that's funny because a lot of people have had a lot of opinions about Serenade being small and that there's not a lot of amenities. And for me personally, I, I'm not huge into a lot of all the extra stuff. And to be honest, if there were extra stuff, I don't even know when we would get to it. Our biggest problem right now is having enough time, downtime to get the things done that we need to get done because life still happens in the middle of South America or not. Um, and so we don't have a lot of time. There's just constantly things going on. And so, yeah, it's uh, that what is available is everything that you can imagine, right? The fitness, there's a huge gym, tons of activities of the same, you know, cruise kind of activities that you're familiar with. Um, yeah, and trivia, then there are a lot of towel folding, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool stuff going on, theater stuff going on, the movie, there's a cinema on board, the fitness stuff, the 
there is a lot of very specific things for us because of being in different parts of the world. So like I said about the movies, there's a whole enrichment series. So they bring someone on board that is very very familiar with South America and they talk about South America and like the places we're going to see and their experience or stories or whatever. We've had talks with the captain. We've, you know, there's all of that, all the entertainment. Plus we have a group of people we've now become friends with. And so we do a lot of things with them and games. And so yeah, for me personally, it's plenty. So, sounds like, like you said, almost too much going on that you can't really do everything. No, you definitely can't do everything. And we do have to be very strategic about what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. Because it just doesn't feel like there's ever enough time. Um, but that's good. That's a good problem to have. Can, can I ask, you've mentioned, you mentioned about the, you know, you've met passengers on board who are going to be with you throughout the cruise. What's the crew situation like? Because you're spending more time with crew you know, then they're probably used to seeing the same passengers, right? Have you, or, or yeah, what's, how are the crew and, and what's the situation like for, for them? So the crew's been a cool thing because you're right. They don't, they usually are like, like who after seven days, right? <laughs> so now they know you, they know, they know me, they know what I drink, they know when I drink it, they know where I go. I know the, they know me, I know the bartenders, I know the wait staff. You know, we see them in different parts of the ship and they know your story and we've just become kind of a little, you know, family. And it's, it's kind of cool because you, you know, experiencing the world, the crew obviously is on contract. So they're all different. Some are staying for the entire nine months. Some are on contract for two and coming back. So they're all different. But um, when we were in Antarctica, uh, like that's a podcast for itself, but there was just some incredible moments, a lot of which none of us have ever seen, including the captain. And so to see the experience, feel it for ourselves, and then see it through the crew's eyes too, of being so excited about what they're seeing and sharing it with them. It's pretty cool. Now, for um, sea days versus port days, how does this work? Like, are is it typically, is there any kind of pattern to it? Like sea day, port day, sea day, port day, or is, or do you have, you know, strings where you're at sea for several days and then strings where you're at ports for several days? Is there any kind of sort of pattern to it? No pattern, but it just kind of depends on where we're at. So, mm-hmm. you know, it can be what you said, but, you know, sea day, port day, and then there's other times that it's four or five days. We had an issue when we were turning the corner from Ushuaia going up South America. Our next stop was going to be in Punta Arenas. We got there. They closed the ports. The wind was really bad. And we had already been on the ship for seven days. So now, you know, we're sailing some more and hadn't gotten on land. So, you know, it can be several sea days in a row. Um, but even then, all those sea days, I can tell you, I still didn't get everything done that I wanted to get done. So... <laughs> Or seen or participated in or whatever. So we appreciate the sea days. But when we get onto the last leg in Europe, it's literally we have an 18 day segment that it's a different port every day for 18 days. And then we have a sea day. And then there's another like 14 days that is every day is a different port. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, 
operators and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash Duo so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. Now, do you all do excursions like at every port that you're at? Or do you tend to explore on your own? Like, how does that work? I mean, you're going to so many ports across this nine month um, cruise. It's I imagine it would be quite expensive if you did a port excursion at every single port. Yeah. And you know, some people have two things about that. We were very strategic about the ports that we knew we had to see the thing. So we had to book it because if we didn't see it, we would be really disappointed. So we booked those. Or there's some areas that we maybe didn't feel super comfortable like exploring on our own. We booked some things. Out of 174 ports, we probably had 25 excursions booked um, because we're huge explorers. And we're Mm -hmm. so, so far, we've been super happy because the things that we've seen and the immersion in the communities and with the people in the ports has been so cool that if we had been on a bus, we would not have been anywhere near as happy. So for us, the excursions aren't aren't the majority of the time the way we would want to do it. Mm -hmm. But other times, you know, one of the stops we were in Brazil, we went to Iguazu Falls, which meant we had to fly to Iguazu off the ship. We flew spent the day in Iguazu and flew back. And that's the kind of excursion that we knew we we couldn't miss. And so we booked that. And yeah, they're not cheap, but yeah, this is a once in a lifetime gig. So there was no thinking about that. We're going. And until you, you know, book your next world cruise, obviously, Leslie. <laughs> right. Since it's right. Since it sounds like you're not going to, you might not be ready to go back to regular life uh, after this whole thing. Yeah. Now, let's talk about um, some of the the highlights, I guess. I mean, I, I, I do know from talking to one of your fellow cruisers about a week ago that you have seven excursions uh, included, like the seven modern wonders of the world, right? Yes. So that is what you were referencing earlier about being a platinum member. If you're at least a platinum, if you have platinum status um, with the Crown and Anchor program with Royal Caribbean or higher, you are eligible to have included in your cruise the seven world wonders. The other thing I was going to say, if we can rewind one second, is about the excursions. Another super great thing that we did is all the world cruisers joined together on a closed Facebook group because we're all in this ship together, right? We're all trying to do the same thing. We're all wanting to go to the same places. And so we shared information. And one of the greatest things that was a part of that, there were thousands of things in that group. But one of the great things was these, this is an excursion I'm interested in. Who's interested? So then people would add themselves to a list because then we could do a, a excursion with 15 people instead of two. It's a way cheaper. Everybody's somebody coordinates it and books it, pays for it. And then we're all on that excursion helped with the expense a ton. Oh, that's great. What, what a smart way. Of, yeah. 
whoever started that group yeah, we're is, all is doing brilliant. it we all want to see <laughs> yeah we all are doing it we all want to see the same thing some people wanted to go here some wanted to go there but you know we could just add it to the group um and then if other people were interested it just help reduce the price and what happened is the excursions that got you know a lot of response then we had group one we had group two we got group two, three so there were there's some excursions there's, there's 15 20 groups that are going to the same on the same excursions but they're private excursions we booked separately from Royal. Very smart. Because all of the cruise lines upcharge, uh, you know, because they're doing the coordination. So they they take a little cut out of it. And um, frankly, the vendor probably makes less money on those excursions too, because of yeah, they're taking yeah. a cut out of, you know, both ends of the deal. What what have been some of the the highlights? I, I know you went through the the Drake Passage already and you mentioned you're you're off the coast of Peru, but what would you say if I don't know, maybe three highlights thus far? I know there's you've done a ton already, but um yeah, thus far. Three. I can't yeah. believe you're only giving her three. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if you want to, you know, if five if you want. I don't know. I'm just I was just picking a number. You know, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's come up several times where people have asked, like, what's your favorite? And it's so difficult because there's so many areas that, you know, for this reason, that one was amazing. And for that reason, this one was amazing. And so it's very difficult. I think for me, uh, number one for sure is Antarctica. That is, uh, anyone listening needs to absolutely right now go uh, look up Antarctica, plan a trip. It is um, just beyond being able to describe just trust me and do it. Um, so that, and then we went to Uruguay, which was a huge surprise. Montevideo in Uruguay was just such a huge surprise and beautiful. And we loved it. We went to a winery that was amazing. One of the things that Royal has done is they've created a folkloric series where they're bringing on the ship, a local talent, so dancers and singers and comedians and acrobats and magi- magicians and everybody to support the local communities. And so when we do these excursions through Royal, they're also bringing in local uh, artists. So at the winery, they had a uh, tango dancers and uh, that there was a tango dance that I will never forget. It was unbelievable. So that was really cool. We loved um, Argentina, we were in Ushuaia at the end of the world, and I mailed myself a postcard from the southernmost post office in the world. And that was really cool. Seeing Tierra del Fuego in Ushuaia was really cool. We had a like Michelin star meal there. It was overnight, so that was really cool. And yeah, I could go on and on because everything has been really special. I've actually started a list of extra adjectives to get out of incredible and in- uh, extraordinary and awesome. And because I've used them so many times, but authentically just true from my heart, I don't know how to describe it. It's really been beyond anything any of us would have expected. What's the port that, you know, coming into the cruise, you were most looking forward to and have, or, or ports, like what, what, what are the, like the top three to five ports that you were most looking forward to visiting? So unfortunately, number one was Israel. And of course, given the current conflict of things, Israel's off the list, which, you know, me not going to Israel is the least of the worries in the grander scheme of things. Very disappointed. But so that was number one. I'm super excited to see uh, Vietnam. So that's to come. And Egypt, Greece. So, um, you know, those obvious ones. Those were on my list, the top five. And so we started with the top five and we are keeping track of just how that list may morph by the end too, because obviously Antarctica wasn't even on my list and it is absolutely number one. So 
and it'll be hard to beat. Antarctica was interesting because coming out of Antarctica, which was amazing in and of itself, we went into the Chilean fjord um, and our captain has never sailed on this side of South America. So it's super exciting for him. And so he's just as excited as we are. And so going through the Chilean fjords with Punta Arenas being canceled, we had a whole day of extra time. And so he just took license or the wheel and took us through the fjords in a way that we would have never seen. That was really special for all of us. That was when the crew was at the window like, oh my gosh, we're seeing that, we're seeing that. We saw in the glacier that they couldn't find the glacier on the chart. And so the captain announced, since we can't find it, we're going to name it the Serenade. I mean, it's just moments, <laughs> you know, like there was a glacier at the end of a dead end that honestly, if any, I'm sure explorers have seen it. I'm sure ships have seen it, but certainly not cruise ships uh, because it was at a dead end. And he just took us down there and turned the whole ship around. He took us around um, icebergs so that we could see the iceberg from all angles. Yeah, it sounds like I'm making it up. I'm really not. It's really been crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. What, Leslie, I'm curious, is there anything, you know, you've been on the ship now for 47 days, so maybe you're not quite there yet, but is there anything you miss from home at this point? Yes, my dog. Ah. Yeah, we both have puppies, but both of them are in perfect places. And we're now starting to tell the caregivers that, that they're coming home. Don't think you're going to keep them because they're (laughs) totally living their best lives with their caregivers and they're happy and we FaceTime and we get videos and we get pictures. So the dogs for sure, I think our families, you know, would wish that we were home and we're FaceTiming, calling our families and sharing our journeys with them. But otherwise, you know, I think maybe having a kitchen. It's nice to just go into your own kitchen and your own refrigerator and get your own stuff. And make your own scrambled eggs. Exactly. And if I want to eat cereal at eight o'clock at night, I can. Um, But we have fridges in our room and we can store stuff in our fridges, but it's not the same. You know, I think just the normal comforts of home, but our that they replaced all the mattresses on the beds, replaced all the pillows, replaced all the towels. And it seems like traveling, your bed either is bad or the shower is bad. The bed's amazing. The pillow's amazing. The shower's amazing. The hot shower, it's strong. So we have zero, literally zero complaints. Are any of your family or his family coming on board for any leg? I know I was talking to, as I mentioned, another guest uh, or another passenger, I should say. Um, you may or may not have met her, Jenny. Uh, she's she's Doctor Jenny travels on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super, super nice. Um, she was mentioning that she's got family that are coming on board now. They're not coming on board for the long legs, right? There, which are there are I think four long legs that you can sort of take yeah. that aren't the full nine months, but they're coming on for some of those like shorter legs that are you know a week or two weeks or something like that. Uh, do you guys have any family coming on board? We don't know, but we do have a lot of our friends and other people on board that we have heard are, are having family come and, and go throughout the, the journey. So it kind of changes the whole dynamic of things. Yeah. Even having the passengers come on and off is changing the dynamic. So it's fun. It's cool. And to be able to share it with them is super fun. But we personally don't. But you've got people watching the dogs. You've got people, assume, presumably got somebody checking your mail. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. We have everybody at home that's like managing, you know, our lives and taking care of, you know, things and and the dogs. So, yeah. 
What's been the most unexpected thing for you uh, taking this cruise so far? Well, to be honest, yeah, I, I think it's difficult to know what living on a cruise ship is going to be like. Like, who can prepare you for that? I, you know, short of this crew, and the crew lives a life working. So who lives on... I don't know anyone that lives on a cruise ship. And when you think about people living, getting an apartment, and people rent an apartment for six months or nine months on a lease. So this is literally living here for nine months. So like preparing to live on a ship is impossible to prepare for. And so it has been very surprising how comfortable we are. Um, how the cabin has been very accommodating to us and not feeling like we're cramped, that the food has been so amazing and that we aren't like saying, you know, how, when are we going to be here? or When's the next stop to be able to get off or, you know, just when are we going to be home? Or we're actually more concerned about the clock ticking down and that we drop below the 200 days and we have a one in our number. It's, it's just feels <laughs> devastating to all of us. And a, and a one in our number is still got 199 days. I mean, it's just craziness. <laughs> but we just don't want it at least right. You know, we're only 45 days in. So we're realistic that that obviously can change. But with so much going on and so many stops and so many things and so many experiences, I think just surprised that it has been as extraordinary as it has. Royal has rolled out the red carpet on every level. It is crystal clear that we are world cruisers. They are here to provide the most incredible experience. And what is that? What do you need? What can we do? How do we get it? What do you want? When do you want it? On any level. And there's literally no, no. We've asked for a lot of things and they've not said no. And it's crazy stuff. Like we want to watch the Super Bowl in the theater instead of having it be at the pool, right? right. And we want food <laughs> in the theater so that we can have a traditional Super Bowl party. And we want drinks in the theater and we want, you know, pizzas and wings because that's what you do for Super Bowl parties. And they're like making lists. Okay. Somebody wanted hot sauce at dinner the other night and the head chef came out and said, I got this hot sauce on on at port one day for me and he poured it into a dish and said, here, I'm going to share it with all of you. Like <laughs> just drinks and different drinks and wine. Uh, yeah. What's like the one thing that you didn't realize, like you, you brought it, but you weren't, you didn't realize how useful it would be. And now it's something that's like really been useful on board the ship. Oh, that's a good question. I think I knew that the that specifically the magnets I knew would be useful. I don't know that I knew they would be as useful um, because I'm a minimalist. So everything has a drawer and nothing's on the counters, which obviously here isn't possible. So that <laughs> has been super helpful. The other thing I think that I brought that I'm really glad I brought and maybe didn't surprise me, but I, it's going to sound silly, but I brought magnetic frames and I printed a bunch of pictures of our puppies. So our room is covered in pictures of our puppies. I love that. Yeah. And yeah, we have pictures of our family and, you know, so it feels like home. Brought a bunch of stuff that I don't even know what I was thinking. So yeah, I, have I actually list. was going to ask you that. Like, yeah, was there anything you brought yeah, that you're like, yeah, this is useless? Yeah, I should, I could have left yeah. this home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have seven pairs of black pants. Sam, I don't even know. 
<laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I can't explain it. I don't. I knew I had them. I had them in a stuff. I don't even know. So that is bizarre. Well, because um, you know you have your like one favorite pair that you wear all the time, but you're like, but I have to bring all seven of them because right, I might need right. them, right? <laughs> yeah. I prepared for all the theme nights, but I don't know. Now on board, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm really going to you know dress up as a cowgirl right now. So I have all that. <laughs> stuff but it's minor some things i forgot and i'm i had a list but i changed bags at the last minute so my um apple my macbook charger is on my counter at home so you know some some challenges but um we've worked through all those challenges and you know we're not on the moon so we can shop and you know still get things and um we've accommodated and the other thing is there's 665 people that have what i need so if somebody has a charger i just get their charger or somebody has that's another thing that we did is everybody stored stuff we all brought way too much stored stuff so one of the facebook chats is a swap and exchange so i have a laundry bag oh i need a laundry bag well i'm in this cabin come and get mine and we've just shared and swapped things so that i'm not having to store stuff i don't need and if you need it come and get it i don't want it anyway oh that's amazing i didn't even think about that that's super smart yeah and we have like a in our local town we have a buy nothing group right and so it's like a buy nothing group yeah Yeah, or like somebody brought their razor and forgot the charger for it. So they just posted, this is the quality, this is the type of razor I have. Does anyone have the power cord? And within seconds, I have one come and charge it in my cabin. So every (laughs) every couple of days, they just stop by their neighbor and charge their razor. I love it. Yeah, yeah. until we can get to LA and LA, everybody has a plan. That's another thing is Royals talking about getting us buses to have um, buses kind of like an excursion to get us to to Walmart and Target when we're in LA. So we can, <laughs> I knew we you can, were going to say so that. Can, yeah. So we can re um, supply and like, how brilliant is that? Like I, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to charge us for it, but I would pay for that as an excursion to get on a bus and go to Target for a couple of hours. Yeah. I mean like 20 bucks or something or 30 bucks, right. or, you know, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Uh, it's like an Uber ride, right? And pay to right. get your Uber to, to and from Target so you can get, you know, so you can get your your shaving cream or whatever, you know, that you need to restock. I will also flag for everyone that uh, if you haven't been, Ensenada has a huge Walmart near the That's port true. too. So yeah, there's also <laughs> one like I think within walking distance in Ensenada. So yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny is we were just in, we were just in Eureka, Chile, and they have a you know, kind of quote unquote Walmart there. And so a lot of people were going and just resupplying there. The uh, That reminds me too, that Royal's been very strategic about where we are, when we are. So we celebrated New Year's Eve in Rio de Janeiro at the um, Carnival at Copacabana Beach. I mean, you know, really, that's when you just say, yeah, I, I, I fully lived in this moment. It was incredible. They took us to Christ the Redeemer that day. And then we celebrated New Year's Eve and it was incredible. Um, we, I thought of it because when we were in Eureka, they have the largest carnival in Eureka for the country of Chile, Peru, and Bolivia combined. They had the biggest carnival and we were there yesterday. And that was incredible. We were on the street with 16,000 dancers and band and a celebration that was endless. And it was incredible. You know, one thing we haven't talked about, and I talked about this a little bit with, um, with Jenny, but I'm curious what you would say is, you know, the demographic of the cruisers on board, like ages, um, you know, have you seen, are there, you know, have you seen any younger kids? I know there's not a lot of kids, but, um, yeah, yes. 
Yeah. Wow. So we know for sure there's two to 87. So there's a two-year-old and then the oldest is 87. Wow. So um, the 87 is from, yeah, she's from Arizona actually. And she's amazing. Um, and then we, we know for sure there's 60 kids. So uh, the 60 kids, you know, those are kids that are homeschooling. They're literally doing schooling on board and think about the education they're getting from traveling the world. So we know for sure there's 60 kids, 87-year-old, the two-year-old, and then, you know, a significant number of the 20 to 30-year-old, which I think Jenny's in that category. So that was cool to see, you know, working online, you know, younger group and they can. The internet is amazing. And then I would say the majority obviously are probably, you know, 50 to 65-ish. That's kind of the demographic of the ship, not necessarily the world cruisers, but to to kind of give you an idea. I, I I mean it's it's a huge commitment to, you know, homeschool your kids and to do it while you're in the middle of traveling for that long of a period of time in particular is just uh yeah, is amazing. Yeah, and you know what's cool about that too is that Royal put up a community board. So there's this huge bulletin board where I teach I I'm just using this as an example. I speak French, I can tutor your child in French or I'm a math tutor, or I can, you know, help with geometry or whatever, right? And so people are posting, or I need this help, or, you know, because, you know, the dynamic, obviously, sometimes the kids... Sometimes the parent is not the best teacher. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And so it's cool because they can kind of see who needs what, and they can contact each other and um, connect. A friend of mine is um, a teacher in Arizona, and she was going to tutor a kid in math the other day. She was having a blast. He was having a blast. Parents got a break. It was perfect. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, we're kind of our own little community here. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's like, well, so you're not going to Israel, but you're living like on a kibbutz, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, Sam, I mean, there's so much more we could we could talk about. And I think we should ask uh, Leslie off air. She'll come back at some point so we can do a little check in on uh, on what's changed and what hasn't changed and what the new highlights are for her. But uh, do you have any more questions for Leslie before we wrap up here? Uh, you know, I would I would love to know, Leslie, at this point, who is your other than the captain who you mentioned has been great. Who is your favorite crew member thus far? Like, what is their role? Like, have you gotten to obviously get to know them, as you mentioned, better than you do on like a week long cruise? But I'm, I'm curious, who's like, who's your favorite person? Is it your bartender? Is it your waiter? Is it, you know, an entertainment staff member? So funny story about that. Two things. Um, Captain Stig is a Nielsen. I'm a Nielsen. We share his name. It's spelled the same way, the whole thing. So we feel like we kind of have an in with him. I, he's yeah. not quite there he's yet, family. but we'll get him there. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him there. He has to walk right by our cabin. And so I, I leave him notes on the cabin door of how much we love him and how related we are. Um, So there's that. But then also, um, I think it's probably says a lot about me, but the bartender only because she definitely is, uh, has kind of taken it um, personally to get to know all of us and what we like and how, you know, what we want. And so I'll come around the corner and it'll already be sitting there waiting for me. So she's special. She's got a daughter. And so we've gotten to know her story with her daughter. We got her daughter a little gift when we were in Eureka yesterday because she's leaving us in LA. And so, you know, just they're friends. Like they've just become, you know, part of our friend group. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. You're all part of a community, as you mentioned, and, and they're part of that community in you know, a slightly different way than the other passengers, but you really get to know them and, and a super unique way. One of the things we love about cruising is getting to know the crew. And of course, we've never taken a cruise as long as the one you're on. The longest we've taken, I think was a 15 night cruise, um, Panama Canal cruise. But it's an incomparable experience uh, for, you know, beyond for 47 days, of course. So amazing. Well, Um, this, the security team too has been cool because we have to obviously go through security a good deal. And so the (laughs) security team has been amazing because my partner forgot his glasses. So now every single time we go through security, she says, do you have your glasses? Do you have your glasses? And so they know us, you know, they know our names. And so, and they've, you know, they've kept us safe and um, we're super grateful to them. So yeah, it's just really cool. Well, Leslie, we could, as I said, we could talk probably for hours about this cruise, but we want to get you back uh, to your sea day. And uh, we just super appreciate you taking time from on board a ship. This is uh, not something we get to do often to talk to somebody in the midst of their cruise. And so we just really appreciate you taking time in the middle of your cruise to come chat with us, share this with our audience and really, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Well, of course. And thank you. Thank you for having me. And certainly if any of your listeners have questions, when we meet up again, we can answer anybody's questions. Um, There's a million of them coming in and I'm certainly open to all of it. It's an incredible journey I want to share with everyone. Yeah, and let folks know where they can follow you on Instagram because uh, you've got quite an active Instagram presence too. So folks can head over there and follow you. And I, I presume ask questions of you that way too. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually on all social media under the same. Um, it's at Point My Soul North. Great. Well, thanks again, Leslie. Thank you. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.